This is Veteran State of Mind. I'm your host, Garen Jones. Um, actually forgot how to do the intro for that. It's been a while, guys, to be honest. Um, I've been away. I've been out of uh, I've been out of town. Um, I've had a lot of work on. So we, we haven't really been doing the regular podcast for a while. We've been doing, um, we've had Joe on for the Ransom Bands, but we haven't really had like a, a podcast like this for a while where we kind of sat down with a guest, albeit from uh, across the Atlantic. And um, we've got a returning guest today. Uh, before we get to him, though, I just want to say big thank you to you guys who do tune in every week, and especially big thank you to those of you who do tell a mate about the podcast, who share the post. I really appreciate you guys because we don't spend any money on ads. We don't have the budget. Um, you know, maybe if Bitcoin takes off, who knows? We might be able to do some ads. But until then, it, I'm going to be relying on you, you guys, to spread the word. How about this as a deal? If you enjoy today's episode, tell a mate about it, share a post. If you don't enjoy it, don't tell anyone. In fact, definitely don't tell anyone. Um, the other thing as well is, guys, I, I brought this up on social media. We've had a bit of interest in it as well. Is um, we might be doing something a little bit, uh, a little bit different with the podcast soon, involving a bit more interaction with with uh, you guys, the listeners. Uh, if that's something you're interested in, just make sure that if you go to the website vsonpodcast.com you'll see that you can subscribe to the newsletter in there. Just go and subscribe to the newsletter. And the reason why this is important is, as you all know from the great Facebook blackout of 2021, uh, once Facebook decides that it's not, not not letting you do anything, you can't do anything. Facebook was down, Instagram was down, and uh, WhatsApp were down, and Facebook and Insta are the two main places. Really, Instagram is the main place where we have our community online. Um, so basically, if they decide they don't want us, we're in shit state. So please make sure that you um, subscribe to the newsletter. And there, uh, if anything happens then, then we can get in touch with you. Let us know what the RV is, where we've gone to, where you can meet up with us. So please, vsonpodcast.com. I'll also put a link in the show notes so you can just go down there, click on there, um, and go straight through. All right, today's guest, guys. If you haven't listened to episode 53 when he was first on the podcast, go back and listen to that. Uh, his name is Greg Anderson. He's a former U.S. Army Ranger, former law enforcement officer, current badass, great dude. So please give a very warm welcome to Mr. Greg Anderson. Yeah, I was saying that I just went down to the First Form headquarters down in uh, St. Louis and spent a couple days down there with Andy and Sal and DJ and all those guys. I did his podcast. And uh, bro, the way that that company runs itself is fucking mind-blowing. Like you would think, I mean, after they explained everything to me, it makes perfect sense, but nobody runs the business, their business, the way that they do. It's just like leadership, creating like the right vibe, the right environment. Everybody there is happy. Everybody works out. Like there's no drama. And you can see, dude, those dudes lead from the front. They set the tone and everybody in that fucking facility is stoked to be there. Like people need to take a fucking page out of First Form's book if they're starting a business. Yeah, dude, 100%. And anyone, I mean, we've had Andy on the podcast and I've spoke about it a lot. The MFCEO podcast in terms of business is just you can't beat it it's all these resources there for free and then obviously real af is more along the lines of the stuff that we're going to talk about today and i don't think it's a coincidence that you and me are both wearing first form um you know first form clothing right now because like andy whether by design i'm probably knowing him by design has basically i, I feel like anybody who's in the kind of the social media space who is also, and because like one thing is like the this the whole kind of the freedom the liberty movement lines up very closely with 
um, taking care of yourself, exercising, having an active lifestyle, mental toughness. And um, you see, if you go and look at all the influencers, I hate that term, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone's wearing Andy shit, you know, because it's, it, that's, what it's, that's what it stands for. I got buddies, um, my buddy Mitch Aguiar. Do you know who he is? Yeah, the, is he UF, UFC guy, right? Yeah, he's a pro fighter. He's not in the UFC. He fights in different organizations, though, but he also owns massive It's all UFC to me, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He owns a supplement company. He's like, bro, I want to sponsor you. After I saw your video, I was like, oh, First Form just picked me up. He's like, oh, motherfucker, <laughs> First Form picks up everybody. But dude, Andy wrote me an email like the next day after I made that viral video. He was on top of it. He's like, bro, you and I think the same. Like, I want to bring you on board our team because I want people on our team that share the same ideology. And so, and fuck, bro, that's a year and a half ago. I think I sent your video to him and he was like, yeah, I'm already talking to him. <laughs> he, was like, he was like he was already in there um well dude we're on the internet now plug your company what, what have you got going on so right now i started my own podcast because after i did the the viral video i got invited on like your show andy stump show and just a lot of exposure and we got a lot of emails They're like bro we like listening to you talk you should think about doing your own show and at first it felt kind of weird I was like, why would people want to listen to me talk, you know? But then I was like, you know what? We got enough feedback and why not? Why not give it a shot? So I got all the stuff. I set up my own little studio and uh, started my own podcast. It's called The Endless Endeavor. And dude, we're doing really well. We're about, we're on episode 68 and it's, uh, it's been doing really well and uh, everything's coming together, man. It's been really cool. I had some real FOMO recently when I saw you and Paul together were together. I think Paul might have texted me actually to be like, oh, I just had a, um, I just like, I just did a podcast for this guy. And I was like, oh yeah, no, Greg. I was like, what the fuck? You guys can't hang out without me. What's going on? <laughs> well, bro, once, once tyranny <laughs> resides a little bit, we can uh, all get together and hang out. It'd be fucking rad. We'll hang out in the gulag. Um, What's going on with Paul mentioned something about you've been, but did you buy some land in like rural, like rural land recently or something? Yeah, I got 30 acres outside of uh, this town called Granite Falls in Washington state out in the mountains. And it's not super remote. It's actually not too far away from town, but just how it's, how the property is set up. It's on a river. It has high cliff faces. Nice. It's like a infantryman's dream come true. <laughs> it's the most defendable piece of property you could ever purchase. <laughs> And so, uh, the real estate agents like, why is this guy leopard crawling everywhere? <laughs> well, dude, here's the crazy thing. It was for sale for over a year because there's no driveway to the property. And so a lot of people considered it sale proof because there's no driveway. And I had to get, I had to get a lawyer and get easements drafted because all of the surrounding property is private property as well. So that means I have to cut my driveway through another existing piece of privately owned property. And no one wanted to touch that with a 10 foot pole, but, uh, dude, we got that all done. And it actually, my lawyer said we got it wrapped up yesterday. And so, nice, yeah, it's fucking Sweet. rad, dude. Dude, who got, who owns the river? Is it like who owns rivers in those situations? So the actual river is where the property line stops. We own the dirt up into the river, but I'm looking at it like this, man, I'm planning for the zombie apocalypse, right? So once the zombie apocalypse happens, I don't give a fuck what the county rules are. <laughs> so we're going to, we're already looking into power sources, like generators that run off of the river's power. And then there's also different ways to, uh, you can use the, the, the force of the water to actually pump water up into a holding bank or a holding tank, and then have like 
an actual gravity fed water system that's all completely ran off the power of the river. So there's a bunch of cool off-grid shit that I've been looking at lately. Sweet. What about how, how big are these cliffs you're talking about? We're talking like, can you probably climb them? Uh, probably 350 feet. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah no, it's, they're steep. <laughs> so how, how much is 30 acres in football fields then? Like roughly? So I'm trying to get my head because I'm, I'm not really an acre person. Like you can't buy 30 acres in the UK, mate, unless you are fucking ridiculously rich. Oh, really? I want to say, I want to say a football field is probably one acre. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And so the cool thing about this property too, is the 1500 acres that surrounds my property, like I said, is privately owned by another company and, uh, they have like a mining operation in the far corner of it. And so it's super remote, The it's 1500 acres. And then on the, at the very bottom of it is my little 30 acre plot. And so it's more remote than just having 30 acres. I hope you know, I'm going to be hitting you up for some filming locations in the next <laughs> couple of years. <laughs> Dude, let's go, man. Dude, you come out here anytime you love want, it. man. Love it. I'm staking this one down right now. I'm going to come out for a, to the tax, to the tax man. It's going to be a, a location recce. For a, for a film. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, mate, let, let's talk about uh, let, let's talk about what's been going. Because, like, since you came on a year ago, I would love to have I would love to have sat down today and go, "Well, Greg, looks like we were just totally alarmist and we were wrong about everything." Yeah. But I'd like to say to the audience, who I know mostly agree with us anyway, we fucking told you so. Um, <laughs> fucking told you so. <laughs> so, how has the last year and a bit been for you in America? Bro, I mean. Here's the weird thing about this whole situation is that even though I'm watching my country fall apart before my very eyes, and I saw the writing on the wall back May 5th of 2020 is when I made that video saying, Hey, cops need to stop enforcing this stuff. Cops need to stop being the henchmen for corrupt politicians, for corrupt governors, for corrupt mayors. And, uh, dude, a lot of people got behind that message, but obviously if you fast forward to now, I mean, we're firing our police officers, we're firing our firefighters, we're firing our doctors and our nurses, and now they're trying to uh, get their mandatory vaccination applied to private businesses as well. And so, I don't know if you saw that or not, but our fucking president, and I use that term loosely, is like any privately owned corporation that, that employs over 100 people, mandatory vaccinations. And it's like, dude, when is it going to fucking stop? And it's been getting more and more out of control. But at the same time, my life as an individual, by walking away and by standing on my own two feet and sticking up for what I believe to be right, it's been incredible how like the trajectory, the trajectory of my life has changed 180. And it's been the best fucking thing that's ever happened to me. And and that's the thing with this whole situation, because I, I like I'm I'm the same boat as you. Like everything that's going on really fucking pisses me off. But I've got a lot of stuff done in the last year, I haven't let it stop me, you know? So, it, it, but it, there will come a point where, because the way that these op- people operate, the way the power operates, the way the governments operate is there's never enough. Never enough, yeah. So that there will come a day when they turn up in your 30 acre property and go, right, we've dealt with everyone else, now it's you, unfortunately. I know, bro, and that's, that is exactly why I continue to like push this message out and talk about this stuff. And this kind of stuff is a big topic on my podcast as well, just because obviously it's consuming or I shouldn't say consuming, but it's affecting everybody to some degree, you know? And that's a big message that I preach because it's like, you know, it, it started with, Hey, stay home for, for 14 days. 
And, and when people didn't, they're getting arrested. They're getting arrested if they go to the beach. And I'm like, dude, we don't have the fucking authority to arrest somebody for going to a publicly owned beach. But I was the crazy one, right? And then it was put mask on and people are getting fucking arrested and cited for not putting mask on. And now it's mandatory vaccinations. And dude, they're going to ban people from flying soon. I don't know if you saw yeah. that. There's being legislation pushed by American politicians for unvaccinated people to not be allowed on aircraft. And it's exactly what you said, man. They're not going to stop until we make them stop. And if, if we don't, and, and to tell you the truth, I'm kind of sad to see a lot of people there. They do not have that spirit of defiance in them anymore. Everybody's just compliant, hoping that the next thing that they comply with will finally end this. And they're fucking wrong, dude. I mean, how anyone can think that? Because I don't want to turn this into the We Told You So podcast, although we did tell you so. And and like <laughs> we said back in like we said back at the beginning, is it it's not gonna be two weeks. No. Because anyone who's ever opened a fucking history book knew it wasn't gonna be two weeks. Um the thing with the with the planes and stuff, because like I'm quite libertarian spirited and I know like a lot of the listeners are. So some people would be saying, and you know, well, you know, the airlines are a private business, so if they want to do vaccine passports, then they should have the right. And you know what? In theory, I agree with that. But then we look at the actual reality. How many times have the airlines been bailed out by the government? How many? How much? How much kickbacks do government officials get from the airlines? The two of them are one and the same, really. And bro, I agree with you. Like, I'm a free market guy. Let the free market correct itself, right? And I say the same thing with a restaurant or a gym. Like, if you own a gym and you don't want people, you don't want unvaccinated people in your gym, then tell them that. That's fine. But I have a gym too. And my gym is fucking booming right now because I don't enforce any of that bullshit in my gym. No masks. I don't give a shit what your vaccination status is. And so it's it's becoming an issue because the government is now directing the free market on what to do. Like this stuff about the airlines, this is being legislated by the government, you know? And so that's what makes it so fucking outrageous. Yeah, dude, I, I agree. And because we all know that if somebody like Southwest was like, all right, well, we're not going to do fucking hell no you are you because the government are going to come after you and and that's the problem yeah, here so, yeah you know um i have no problem like i went down to um i dropped off some books in the post office the other day they require masks they're a business they want you to wear a mask fine i'll put one on because if i didn't want to go in there i could have gone to another one that's a few miles away where i know the guy doesn't give a fuck but yeah it was more convenient to me i'll play by your rules it's your place you know and i, I and i do get i actually get pissed off with people who then, you know, they go to a business and they're like, well, no, I don't want to wear a mask and, and therefore, you know, my what I want trumps over what you want. Well, no, it's their fucking business. And when you're, when you, if you go into a business that's telling you to do something and you try and overrule them, you're as bad as the government at that point. Yeah. yeah. No, but the problem with what I see, at least here locally, is the businesses do not agree with the mandate. Right. They just are simply doing what they're told because they're afraid of any type of repercussions. And so, because our governor has flip-flopped a few times, like, oh, mask on, oh, mask off. Oh, mask on, okay, mask can come off. Is, is, is he and fucking dude, future, is he? Is that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and dude, the day he says no mask, everybody has their mask off. No businesses are require them. Then the day he says, put it back on, everybody just falls in line. And dude, they're using, I mean, I don't know how, what kind of like enforcement agencies you guys have, but we have like liquor and uh, the liquor board. We have a labor and industry. 
we have different entities that oversee businesses and he's using all of them to enforce his mandates. And so if you're a bar and you're not in compliance, he'll send the liquor control board after you to pull your liquor license. If you have a certain amount of employees and you fall under L&I, he'll send labor and industry after you. But the cool thing about my gym is I don't have any employees and we don't serve any alcohol. Obviously, we're a fucking gym, not a bar. And we've been getting warnings that you have to shut down, but I don't think they have an enforcement arm that we that a gym with no employees technically falls under. And so I think they're a toothless tiger just saying, you have to shut down. You have to shut down. I've been very vocal. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and if someone wants to take me out of my gym, they're literally going to fight me to the death. And that's not like, oh, hey, well, I want to sit here and talk on a podcast about how tough I am. It's like, dude, guys like us, we served a substantial amount of time in combat for the fuck, for these ideologies that were fucking skewed by our governments. I spent fucking the better part of five years in Iraq and Afghanistan fighting for other people's freedom. What do you think they're going to do? What do you think the veteran community is going to do when you start trying to take away our own personal freedom? Like that gym, that is how I feed my babies now, you know? So that's why it's not negotiable. That is what I use to sustain life for my family. So it is what it is. And luckily the, sh the local sheriff said he won't enforce any of his stuff. So I mean, because that's the last, I don't want to have a fucking shootout with the cops. I was a cop for 10 years, but at the same time, you're not taking me out of my gym. That's just, that's where I draw the line. And dude, we have to like check, check ourselves sometimes because like we have to look at who we are honestly and know what we're like. And, you know, we do have these certain ideals. We are probably a little a bit more renegade -y than most people, but also we do enjoy a fight. <laughs> and sometimes I have to ask myself, am I going against the grain here? because it's the right thing to do or do I just want to fucking have a fight be it an oral fight or a physical one and so and you know what though those tests keep going like there's a very easy test that I tell people to run at the moment and it's the test of who is telling you who is stifling discussion who is imprisoning people for different thought who is imprisoning people for not compliance I can't find a, an example in history when the person doing those things was the good guy yeah, exactly right, dude. It doesn't happen. And the thing that like the thing that bothers me about a lot of Americans is as long as they get their paycheck and as long as they have their their benefits and they're they're paying into their their pension, they just do whatever they're fucking told. And it's like, dude, look at Canada, look at look at uh Australia, look at you guys. And the the writing is on the wall. Like they are not gonna stop until we make them stop. But for whatever reason, people want to be compliant. And that's, dude, that's part of the reason that gets me fired up and wants me to fucking instigate a fight. Cause it's like, <laughs> eventually it's just going to be me and Ian Smith, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But dude, like one of the things that I don't think people understand is, you know, it, cause it's, it's the same as like, let, let's look at a, a dope dealer, right? You know, you give your first hit to somebody, and I'm not speaking from experience here, but before, but you give your <laughs> yeah, first yeah, hit okay. to someone for free, you lure that person in, you get them hooked, you get them dependent on you, and then what do you do? You up the price. Mm -hmm. You up the price. Now you got to suck my dick. Now you got to give me money. Now you got to go and commit this crime for me. That is what socialist government does. Like, so people are like, you know what? Yeah, I've sat on my sofa for a year and a half on furlough. It's been great. I've had more than enough money. We've got a nice house. We're laughing. It fucking doesn't mean that lasts. Yeah. We're already... So I, I've had people recently, and again, mate, I kind of just want to shake them and say, 
we fucking told you so. Because people are like now that are complaining that some benefits are being cut back in the UK. Well, what did you think was going to happen when when they've been paying people to stay at home for a year and a half? That money That's wasn't free money. Yeah, exactly, mate. Sustainability is, is, is not sustainable. How did you not see that this was going to fucking come back and bite you? How did you not see that? And, and then the other side of it is, is like, what if even if the government could provide a more comfortable existence for us, I don't want your fucking handouts. I don't, because as soon as you have to do what they say, be where we tell you to go, put in your body, what we tell you to put in your body, like you're not a free person anymore. And it's like, I don't give a fuck how they incentivize that. There's no amount of money that could, that should be able to convince you to just relinquish your freedoms to the government. And that's what, that's what I'm seeing here. Like, dude, the fucking, the mayor of Seattle said that she would pay all firefighters $1,500 to get the vaccination. And if you don't, you're getting fired. And I'm like, wow. first, there's so much wrong with that. What a first carrot and all, stick maneuver that is. Yeah. First of all, how, how do you have the, the, the ability or that, that the ability to allocate those funds? Cause if a mayor is spending money, that's taxpayers money, right? Hey, I'm just going to start paying people to get vaccinated. Is that what my fucking tax dollars are going to, you know? And then if you don't though, we're going to fire you. That's straight up fucking bullying tactics. And like, since when in the history of mankind has doing what the bully told you to do been the right answer? You know, we teach our kids to stand up against the bullies. That's why I teach kids martial arts. You know, I have had that exact scenario where it's like, Hey coach, I have a guy that always comes up to me in the lunchroom and, and starts a fight with me. And I was like, well, this is how you handle that. You have to stick up for yourself, but dude, people aren't willing to do it. And and I'm seeing more and more people because in, uh, in Washington state, the deadline to get vaccinated is October 18th. And so dude, it's rapidly approaching and people are dropping like flies and people that I thought would fucking stand up and do the right thing. They're like, well, you know what? It's, it's how I, it's how I feed my kids. And, and dude, I know I'm going on kind of a rant, but I got to tell you this because Go for it. The, this is how I feed my kids argument. Nothing makes me fucking more angry. And this is why. You're raising, if you're telling me this is how you feed your kids, you're telling me you're raising children. What is the most important message you could give your children? It's to stand up for what you believe to be right, for what you believe to be morally and ethically correct. By saying I'm doing this because I, my, I have children to feed, you're telling your children, you're giving them a direct message that I will compromise my values if somebody pays me enough. What kind of a fucking message is that to give your, your children as a parent? It's fucking outrageous, dude. Uh, yeah, because like, let's be honest, mate. There's like in those positions, it's well, are you really doing it to feed your kids, or are you doing it to keep the bedroom, the five bedroom house, the car, and that kind of stuff? Yeah. And I, I said, dude, um, a while ago, and and because I, I was right and wrong on this one, but I said a couple of years ago that look, if you want to have a, um, it seemed because I, I was just watching the way that censorship was going. And um, the kind of cancel culture was what inspired me to think this. And it was basically, I was thinking, you know what? If you are not self-employed, you are not going to be able to have a, a public opinion. And what, what and, and I've been right about that. What I didn't see was he had also not going to have medical autonomy. I didn't see yeah. that fucking coming. I did <laughs> not see that coming, mate. 
Um, and and I, I, something you said there just sparked a thought in me because one of the things we'll talk about Afghanistan in a bit, mate. Because you know, obviously, you're an Afghanistan veteran as well. And one, you know, one of the things I just thought recently, and looking at this Afghanistan thing, is basically what happens is you find a reason to start a war, and it might be a little bit of a just reason to start it, and then you make it unjust or whatever. But like, you start a war, you take money from the taxpayer. You put that money then into contracts for companies like Raytheon, you know, Lockheed Martin, all these companies, uh, Halliburton. They get all this money and then your tax money is then basically um, cleaned into um, the pockets of the shareholders, the presidents of these companies, the politicians who are all part of the revolving door of politics and big business. And what you just described there with what's going on with the firefighters is the same. Taxpayer money, then taken without people's consent because the taxpayers haven't come the taxpayers have basically had that extorted out of them on threat of prison that's right and and really on threat of death because if you try and resist going to prison you're getting fucking killed that's right so you've got on threat of death slash being put in a cage they take your money out of you they then force you to get that which puts that money into these companies like pfizer who have record profits and I, I'm not saying that there's no good that's come out of pharmaceutical companies like Pfizer. Like, look, at the end of the day, there are, my mum is a pharmacist. There is, there is good. Um, and she, by the way, this might be interest people. My mum's a pharmacist. She's never pressed me to get a vaccine. Why? Because she knows I have a fucking working immune system and I'm in the th- fucking 30s. So go figure, go figure. Uh-huh. Um, by, by the way, actually, so my mum had uh, COVID. She's had a vaccine. Um, She's had a vaccine. She got COVID. I did not get COVID because I've already had it. So guess what? Natural fucking immunity apparently works. Who would have, <laughs> who would have well, yeah, thought? And the data and the data fucking supports that now. Shocking. Yeah, shocking, um, dude. So, uh, but like to get back on point there because I could just well, I just go off from a little rant on this stuff. But to get back on point, it's basically they take your money, they threaten your money out of you, then they threaten you to do something. And then that money is cleaned, you know, and by cleaned, I mean the same way that you loan the money. They clean that money into the accounts of their shareholders. And so, like, look, in theory, could you be one of those shareholders? Sure. But I doubt you've got 10 million sitting around that you can invest in it, like the fucking Pelosi's have. She's the... Right. <laughs> I've got to go. I'm handing the microphone back over to you, mate, or this is just going to go off. Well, dude, speaking speaking of Pelosi, oh, man. You, see, you see Gavin Newsom, her nephew... He just said a couple days ago, all children in California ages K through 12 or grades K through 12. So that's ages five through 18 have to get vaccinated if they want to partake in public education. And it's like, it goes back to the exact same thing I just said, who the fuck pays for public education? I do. So why does one fucking man just to make, get to make an arbitrary decision on how we get to use all of those millions of dollars that are collected from us to teach our children? And he just gets to make one decision of who gets to attend and who doesn't get to attend. And bro, here's the other thing is like, I was watching him give this fucking speech and he was standing at a podium inside of a classroom. I don't know if he thought that would like set the ambience, the ambience like, Oh, look, I'm at a, I'm, I'm in a kindergarten classroom. And his neck is about a third, the size of his head, right? He's a little <laughs> pencil neck cocksucker. And then his shoulders slope down at like, more than 45 degrees and, and it's like <laughs> listen man i don't give a fuck mm. if you're morbidly obese i don't give a shit what you eat i don't care how much you train or how tough you are but if you're going to dictate health measures to the people 
then I expect you to be a symbol of strength, not a little weaselly fuck, dude. I mean, I don't see how people can't see this for what it is. A man like that doesn't get to tell me one fucking thing about how I treat my physical body or my children's body. And it should be outrageous. He should be getting tarred and feathered for saying that shit. But nope, everybody just says, okay, well, I guess, uh, I guess my kids will get vaccinated. Is that where people are going to draw the hard line? People telling you what you have to put in your five-year-old daughter? Like, come on, that should be a fight to the death yesterday. Mate, like, um, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure teachers in California don't have to get the vaccine, do they? No, I think, I think all, at least in, I know Washington, all public educators have to as well. Yeah, well, I think I think that I might change, but I'm pretty sure I saw that in California because they have a very strong teachers union there. Got it. Because the thing is, mate, that these vaccine mandates, um, you know, when they were they were trying to introduce vaccine passports in the UK, and look, one of the things these fucking sneaky cunt politicians do, and I think it to be honest, I think Joe Biden's doing it with his hundred people, um, you know, hundred people in a business mandate. I think he knows that won't survive in the courts. The same way as Boris Johnson knew that vaccine passports for uh, clubs in the UK would not survive. They know that, which is why they announce them months ahead mm -hmm. because it panics people into getting them. Then they drop it and then they do it again and again and they test the, yep. they test the barriers. And maybe in a year or two, they do bring them in. So that's one of the sneaky, cunt little moves that they do. Um... But yeah, I, I don't think their teachers did did have to do it, mate. But like, there's loads of organisations like that, you know, that 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 have these strong unions or they're political and they're exempt from all these things. And one of my friends, and he's a good friend of mine, and we argue a lot about politics. But guess what? We're still friends because apparently that's possible as well. <laughs> um, and one of the things he was saying it was like, you know, because he's a lawyer, and he, he was talking, you know, from within the law that you know, like, so my my thing was, look. How dare a politician, a president of a country, try and interfere with public business when he hasn't even put such rules on his own establishment? And my friend was explaining why that technically... And I was like, I don't care about technique. Morals matter to me. Principles matter to me. Leadership matters to me. And, and, and perception is reality, okay? Mm -hmm. So if you're going to say, hey, you guys need to do this for your safety... I don't give a fuck what legal loophole your lawyer, your lawyer friend can cite. Perception is reality. Leadership leads from the front. So if you're going to sit up there and tell me I have to do this because you need to be safe, but you're not willing to do it yourself or enforce it against your own people, go fuck yourself. It's the, the debate is over, you know? And like, that's where I, I've been finding myself. I don't get caught up in the COVID debates anymore because it's like, it doesn't matter. Yes, the disease is real, but I don't care about the numbers or how severe it is or the uh, the recovery rate. I don't care about any of that stuff. What what we need to be focused on right now is that the government has used this and I don't give a fuck if it's a, a master plan or if it just happened to work out for them, but the government is using this to pull your liberties. And if you can't see that they're not going to stop, your eyes aren't open. You know, and bro, honestly, I know there's some listeners listening now who are sick to death of me talking about COVID. Look, you know, Greg just hit on the answer, uh, the answer why we talk about it exactly right. Because it's not about COVID. It's not about do a vaccine work? Do they not work? It's about governments taking our shit. Yeah. And they ain't going to fucking give it back. And I would much rather we stick up for it now peacefully than have to fight for it in five years. That's right, dude. And, and, and I think the people that have 
experience in combat that know, like I, I talk about it all the time on my show and then with my friends and family, it's like, if you think that it's out of the realm of possibility for society as we know it to fall apart, you're not being honest with yourself. The human experience from the beginning of time, empires have risen and fallen. People have lived through poverty, through famine, through war. Like that is the human experience. In fact, that's more likely than not what you will statistically experience as a human being throughout history, right? But then over the last hundred years, there's been a few countries that have kind of figured out how to make it work pretty good. And it's turned everybody into a bunch of soft fucking bitches because they don't realize what adversity is like. They don't realize what warfare looks like. They don't realize what going through hard times could potentially feel like. And it's like, once you experience that stuff, you, you can't hold that over our heads anymore. Like if the government says, Hey, we're going to take your house away, take it away. I'll live in the woods. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, you you don't have money for food. Okay. Then I'm going to go hungry. Like I'm comfortable facing adversity and however much they want to turn the dial up, turn it up because they're not going to fucking intimidate me with that stuff. But to think that it is not possible for your little picture, perfect life that you've known for the last 25 years to dramatically change, go talk to half of the fucking world right now. Yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> at saying? Least, at least. <laughs> and here, the, bro, the creek, like, cause you're right, man. Like most of the world has that kind of shit going on, but then it's like, go and talk to the people that you know, really talk to I, I guarantee you a lot of the girls you know will have been raped or sexually assaulted i guarantee a lot of the guys you know will have had suicidal thoughts at some point everyone goes through shit and that counts for countries too yep. countries go through shit if you were born like you know if you were born our kind of grandfather's age you come in just to the back of the first world war then you're around for the depression then the second world war then a fucking cuban missile crisis when humans almost wipe each other off the planet the fall of <laughs> yeah. the ussr that's a what's one lifetime that's one this lifetime this shit happens like we're so you know we're just cut off from it bro people think that like the america superpower is somehow invincible and Nothing could be further from the truth. Noble listeners, please lend me your ears uh, for a quick moment while we uh, talk about today's sponsors. As you know, no sponsors, no podcasts. We appreciate these guys very much. They're both veteran-owned, veteran-operated. Combat Fuel, you've been hearing me talk about them a lot. And the reason why is because I like them a lot. Products are fantastic. I use, um, to be honest, it's all I use now. I use the, uh, the vegan protein I get a few scoops of that in a day because uh, I go by the old rule with the protein. Obviously, try and get a um, try and get a gram of um, protein for every pound of body weight. So, to when you're as massive as me with these big old muscles, you need to get a lot of protein in. So, I go for the vegan protein from Combat Fuel, and then before my workouts, I either use the pumped up pre workout, which doesn't have caffeine. So, if I'm having a later in the day workout, that's what I use. Or in the day, I'll use the um, regular pre-workout. I've tried a bunch of the flavors, haven't found one I don't like. And I massively recommend the peanut butter cups, which go amazingly with a nice brew or a wet, if you're a Royal Marine. Um, get them, guys, at, uh, at Combat Fuel and also combat-fuel.co.uk. They're linked up in the show notes. And I want to say a thank you to the longtime supporter of the podcast, Zulu Alpha Strap Company, Bombers Watch Straps for Ali Blokes, don't know what that is by, by now. What have you been listening to? Bombers watch straps for Ali Brooks makes basically means a distinguished, fine-looking strap for your timepiece. 
as you know, guys, if you're in the military or if you're in any kind of law enforcement, I'm sure we still have a few law enforcement people listening to this, despite the bashing <laughs> that they get from me and Joe. Um, if you're in any job that's rugged, manual, you need a good watch strap um, on your timepiece because otherwise you will be losing your timepiece, as has happened to me in the past. Not anymore because I'm using Zulu Alpha Straps. All kinds of patterns, all kinds of colors. Check them out at Zulu Alpha Straps website and everything's linked up down in the show notes, guys. Both of these companies operated by veterans. Both of them give back to veterans, including this podcast. They make it possible. Please go out and support them. All right, let's get back to the episode. I mean, it, it, you can take it back to like a fucking, the, the, uh, just a fighting adage. Like, dude, anybody can get knocked out on any given night, right? If you think you're invincible, you, you're fucking setting yourself up for failure. And all of these people that are living in our society, just thinking like, oh no, it's all going to be okay. It's like, maybe it'll be okay. And I tell people that it's like, maybe it will be. And I'm not here like mm-hmm. doomsday Same. prepper, prepare for the apocalypse <laughs> because it's going to come. I'm like, it might come. And with it being a possibility, and I have three young daughters, I have to start thinking about some of this stuff. And dude, it doesn't consume me or dictate my life. But yeah, I do have a lot of guns and ammo. I did buy that 30 acre piece of property because I deemed it easily defendable. I did buy a bunch of food. I am building a network of people and a ham radio network to connect us and like just certain simple infantrymen 101 things. And if nothing ever goes bad, fucking awesome, right? But I'll tell you to get caught with your pants down. If something, if the grid goes down, fucking good luck. The human race will eat each other like rats. If the fucking government loses control of us, just stand by and fucking watch, dude. Look at hurricane Katrina in new Orleans. I had a buddy that was a police officer down there and he goes, bro, as soon as we couldn't have, we didn't have enough officers to respond to stuff and law and order was no longer sustainable. People went feral almost immediately. I'm like, yeah, that's what people do, you know? And you might be a good person with good ethics and you maintain the moral high ground on stuff, but all it takes is 3% of the population to say, fuck this and good luck, you know? Bro, I'd kill, if someone tried to eat my cat, I'd kill him. I got no compunction in saying that whatsoever. (laughs) Any of you motherfuckers trying to eat my cat, I will fucking kill you. And and it won't be a nice death either. (laughs) I will fucking drag that shit out. But but but, but, But we acknowledge that we have that in us because every human does. Yeah. I'm not fucking like, I am under no, no illusions what I would do for my own survival and the survival of my friends and family. No illusions. And that, and, and, but that's not just special to us. That's in everyone. That's everyone. I, you know, I always say you are nine meals away from going savage. Think if your fucking babies haven't eaten in three days and on the fourth day you see your neighbor's door cracked open and there's a big bag of rice and it's like, Okay. Well, bro, why is how why, why why is like you look at South America, you look at the drug trades going on and and the civil wars. Most people aren't doing that for a laugh; they're doing it out of necessity. That's right. You know, like we're no different. People like the Mex. What's going on in Mexico? Fucking hell! There was a I saw a, a story on um Ed, Ed's Ed's manifesto had posted one the other day. I think it was, and you know this group had captured this other group. And they dismembered them alive. And I didn't watch the video because I don't watch that shit, man. I fucking sleep badly enough as it is. I'm worried about my cats. <laughs> but, like, those guys, they were trying to take their shit. They were trying to take their shit. Guess what happened when they got hold of them? Dismembered each other alive. Yeah. No, human beings are fucking wild animals. Yeah. It, like, you think about it in the... Like, I think both of us would say that we held ourselves to a high standard in the military. But 
if our groups of men had not been in check by the rules and regulations that Western forces have, I think it's fair to say we would have done some fucked up shit. Rape, kill, pillage, and burn. I have no fucking doubt. I don't know about raping me. I'm not. <laughs> I think I'd have, I'd have performance anxiety. I don't think I'd be able to get a boner. <laughs> I'd have to pop a bit of, a few blue pills before doing my raping. <laughs> but dude, if you look at like, it, it, obviously I'm not advocating that, yeah. but look at history. Exactly, mate. Look at the Mongols. Exactly, mate. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what men did. They fucking rode on horseback and slaughtered all the men and they fucked all the women. And it's like, Oh no, we're civilized now. Do you think our DNA has changed in a few hundred years? Get the fuck out of here, dude. There's a great book, mate, called uh, Tiger Force, which is about a platoon in um, in Vietnam. And there was one really bad egg in that platoon. And there was one kind of bad egg. And they turned that whole platoon into rapists and murderers. Um, because the, I don't doubt it for a second, oh, bro. It's a, anyone listening. I really recommend this book. In fact, I need to, I need to read it again. I'll put it out on the email that we do. Um, because we were like, we're not talking about, oh yeah, well, I bet a lot of the guys were bad. No, one of them was bad. He came from a fucked up childhood, a fucked up background. He started things off. People got him. He started and people were more afraid of him than they were of, other, of, of, of what would happen. They were young guys, impressionable guys. And before you know it, this whole platoon is just raping and murdering people. Um, it's fucking, it's nuts, but it's, it's real. I mean, I know like the, you know, there's that book, Ordinary Men, which I recommend anyone go through. Um, you know, I, let, well, let's talk about Afghanistan, dude. Because, I mean, obviously, um, you know, you and I are both out there. You were out there in what I would call the justified period. Yeah. So can you just like refresh people on what you were doing out there and then we'll talk about your thoughts. We were, I was scheduled to jump in on October 19th, 2003 for the actual invasion with the Ranger Regiment. And then our attachment got cut like last minute. So third Ranger Battalion did the invasion and we were in, you know, a couple months behind them. And Dude, that was in the early days when it was still like the hunt for UBL, you know, and doing safe house operations, just identifying networks, looking for where the, uh, how Al Qaeda was bouncing back and forth between Pakistan and Afghanistan, using the border as kind of like a political tool. Cause they knew we weren't supposed to do offensive operations across the border. And, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think like there was a time when we needed to go in there and do that. And especially as a young man, especially right after 9-11, it felt fucking like patriotic. It felt like the right thing to do. But the older I get and the more I reflect on everything, and then when you see how easily they just threw it all away for nothing, well, I shouldn't say nothing. It sounds like China did a backdoor deal to fucking get all the the minerals and the deposits in Afghanistan. But it's like, fuck man, we gave our youth to that stuff. We lost friends in that fight. And at the time we thought it was super honorable and we thought that it was the right thing to do. And to tell you the truth, I don't think I would change anything because I like how that experience helped me grow into the man I am today. I'm not, I'm not ashamed of it, but it's just strange how when you look back and you think, man, I was just another government pawn, just another cog in their wheel, making their machine grind forward, you know? And when I reflect on that stuff, it makes me think like, I will never work for the government in any capacity ever again, no matter fucking what, right? But when you see how, how irresponsible the withdrawal was, 
it was so irresponsible that it tells us it was calculated. I agree. 100% agree, mate. Period. So I don't, do you know who, who Chad Robichaud is? Oh, wait. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is he um, a Medal of Honor winner? Is he Robichaud? No, no, no. So he went, he went over there, him and Tim Kennedy. Oh, Ramisha. Sorry. I'm thinking. Oh, yeah. Him and Tim Kennedy got like a, a, a 10 man team together and they went and did a mass evacuation mission as civilians. They weren't in the military anymore. He's a former force recon guy. Uh, he petitioned to the UAE government to give him the, the resources to do this. And him and 10 dudes went and evacuated a bunch of Afghan civilians. And he just did a Mike Glover's podcast called Mike Force. And he talks about all of this. And he was boots on the ground. And he, was, he did lots of rotations there as a force recon Marine and just has vast experience in the country. And they all came to the same conclusion. They're like, this was calculated. This was done on purpose. This is not just some inept leader making a bad call. Because, bro, infantryman 101, you could be a private right out of boot camp. If you're going to do an operation, you set in your security, you conduct your operation, you withdraw your operational elements, then you collapse your security. Like that is not a hard concept for any private to understand. So you're telling me that the fucking highest ranking military generals couldn't understand that, hey, if we pull all of our security elements out when we leave CAF or Kandahar Airfield and we leave Bagram, that uh, this has the potential to cause some problems. Like, get the fuck. And we were there for 20 years. What would be fucking four more months? You know, it's bullshit. Yeah, and, and, and like no one was dying out there. And then the other thing as well is with the, with the kit and the equipment to me is the biggest indicator that it was planned. Like, so you're telling me the guys did police call on cigarette butts, but we left helicopters? Get the fuck out. Yeah, bro, how the fuck do you leave a Blackhawk helicopter? Deliberately. You do leave you, it deliberately. You see... You see that video of the Blackhawk flying around with the fucking dude hanging from it. Well, I got also oh, that that guy was actually in a harness though. He was actually a Taliban dude. So was he yeah, in a harness? Yeah, he was in the harness. He was a Taliban guy because I thought at first he was he was hanged, but you know, I, I saw some closer <laughs> stuff. He was he was like having a time of his life. I'm like, look, I, I I don't hate the Taliban to be quite honest with you because. I hate any government that tries to impose its will on other people. So I don't hate them any yeah. worse than any other government. And I'd quite happily go and have a, a shootout with them again because, you know what? Kind of fun. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, don't threaten me with a yeah. good time. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I've got to be honest. When I've seen these photos of them on the, on the fucking rubber ducks and things like that, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. most of their troops, I mean, and, and like, look, do they do terrible things? They do. But you know what? We did some pretty terrible things too. Like, tell me, are you telling me that us dropping a J-Dam on someone's compound, which is a house, and laughing about it and cheering isn't a bad thing? Because I'd say that's pretty bad. But, you know, it doesn't mean that I wouldn't do it again because it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> but let's be honest. Let's be real about this. It's fun. But, you know, I just saw him doing it. And it kind of like, like I said, I'd still have no problem shooting them. But it did make me think like, oh, they're just like us. They're just being manipulated. They're just, just the people, dude. They're just people. But dude, one thing that fucking rubs me the wrong way about all this shit is like, and, and and you should be more angry than me. Our fucking governments go to these fucking extreme measures to make sure that we don't get to have the guns that they don't want us to have, right? And and our administration is threatening more and more gun legislation and more and more gun control. So I'm a fucking 14 time combat veteran. I was a fucking police officer for a decade. And now 
you may deem that I can't have an AR-15 anymore, yet you give fucking hundreds of thousands of them to members of the Taliban. You have no credibility anymore. Fuck you and fuck any of your ideas about what you think I should do or what I can have. Like, I'm not playing by your rules anymore, you know? Yep, like in Washington State, in Washington State, you have to pay a, a $75 fee every five years to be able to carry your pistol. And I'm like, Why? the fuck are you talking about? What what part of shall not be infringed <laughs> are you not comprehending? You know, is it shall or so, is it not? You know, help me. Help <laughs> me. <laughs> So, bro, I'm just done. I'm done playing by their rules. And, dude, I'm starting to have nightmares of, like, FBI HRT team raiding my house. By nightmares, like, you mean masturbation sessions. Are you for you, <laughs> you yeah, love that no, idea. No, you, are, you, bro, you love that no, idea. No, no. I fucking, like, I can't get to my guns in time. And so I'm, like, smashing people with kettlebells <laughs> and, like, going, going William Wallace style. And then I wake up and I'm like, oh, fuck, dude. Like, that felt real. But it's, like, our own government is fucking, I feel like they are purging all the good guys out. And then all the people that are going to remain are just yes men that do what they're told. And that's a fucking scary place to to arrive at, man. Well, that's already at the top. Let's be quite honest about it. Like, of course, that's like, already dude, at the top. Look at Second World War, right? Oh, you fucked up that battle? All right, you're out. Next general, you're in. Yeah. The reason we know about people like Montgomery and Patton and stuff is because they most of the time they won. But even they got fired occasionally. <laughs> yeah. Like, what we've got now is it's like, well, no, he's in his appointment. Now, why would we, we fire him? Well, because he just committed one of the worst military disasters of, of all time. Which I, I... Look, man, I'm a fucking military history buff. And I tell you what, this Afghan pullout ranks up there. It, it's not on the Stalingrad level of things but it's worse than the vietnam pull out I'll, I'll say that like it's it's fucking awful yeah on the on the the gun side of things i actually don't worry as much about it here as i do with america the reason being all right we're not militarized as a civilian populace but neither are our police so really if it came down to even playing field i'm quite happy i got a sledgehammer mate i'm quite, I'm quite happy <laughs> one, of my, one yeah. of my mates asked me today he's like will you be in this like short movie i'm making i'm like can i kill someone with a sledgehammer he's like yeah i'm like, i'm in i'll do it <laughs> always wanted to do that no but you're right the police here have armored vehicles with fucking exactly. machine guns and exactly. shit and it's like and bro and i was on the other side of that like i was on a fucking special response team serving high-risk warrants and you got the bear cat and you're fucking you look like you're ready to do a fucking raid in fallujah and most of those dudes that are on those teams are actually pretty cool guys like i got along with them great and i'm still good friends with them, some of them to this day but you're right dude if the government gets to have if gets to be equipped and outfitted like that then the fucking people should be too you know yeah, like you guys should actually be if they've got things like that you should be allowed to have an RPG because you, <laughs> yeah. you, you, you should be allowed to have whatever is the counter to what to they have. That. So Bro, it's like in the UK, if they've got, if they've got a taser, I'm all right with an ax. Like, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. So I actually worry about it more in America because like you guys, the, the, the military there, because I got to say, man, as well. And this is why I do kind of buy into your theory that they are trying to get people out of the military in the States. I look at the military in the UK and I honestly can't envisage the day that the troops would turn on their own people. Because for me, the troops of like, the, and I'm not talking, I'm sure there's plenty of fucking yes men officers who would. Yeah. Because, um, uh, you know, the same as anywhere. Once you get in the general ranks, they're all politicians. I'm sure they would. But 
I don't see the guys that are from, because we still have like quite localized regiments, right? I don't see the hundred lads who are from a small town in the UK or small towns in the UK suddenly turning around and being like, oh yeah, now we're going to go and shoot the people that we live. I just, we're too much, we're, we're a small country, whereas in America... You're such a vast country, and the people in state to state can be very different. Like, let's be real, bro. If it wasn't for the fact America's, Americans all speak English, what the fuck has Kentucky and New York got in common? Yeah, fucking nothing. Nothing. Actually, let, let me ask you this, mate. Where do you put the odds of America still being a country by 2050? Bro, I mean, it goes back to what I was saying. Like, do I think that everything's going to fall apart soon? Yes, I kind of do. But I think whatever drastically changes the future of this country, I think we will know in the next 24 to 36 yeah, months. And, and dude, and I think, I think bad shit's coming. If I, if you, if I had to fucking be a betting man and put odds on it. Yeah. I think bad shit's coming. But again, I like, I hope I'm wrong, yeah. you know, but <laughs> we will see dude. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't have uh I don't have a lot of hope that America has a lot of longevity and that's because it's, it's not only the corruption and the government and all the bullshit that we're seeing, but, uh, it's, it's almost like the citizens don't want it enough anymore. And when you don't want it enough anymore, then, uh, you don't get to keep it. Like, you know, people say like, Oh, well, freedom isn't freedom needs to be fucking earned every day. It's not given. And it's like, that might make a cool t-shirt someday, but it's also the truth, you know, like, shit that fucking people established 200 years ago we're still riding that fucking wave and at some point we're gonna have to start fucking walking on our own two feet and ensuring that we continue this momentum and what i see is just not a lot of people willing to do that and everybody keeps talking about like oh the silent majority the silent majority and i hope they're there and bro i get a lot of feedback and a lot of emails saying like Hey, when it's fucking go time, I'm in your corner and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, that's cool to see, but I don't know. I think what I, what I observe with my own two eyes is most people, when push comes to shove, will sit back down and do what they're told. And to tell you the truth, I think about this a lot. I bet that was the case all throughout history. Always has been. We read books about William Wallace and George Washington because they did extraordinary things, but most people are not willing to do extraordinary things, you know? Most people, mate, like, in those armies, weren't there because they wanted to be. They're there because they got told to be, and if they weren't there, they are going to get shot. <laughs> That's exactly right. Their, their shot was definitely get shot or possibly get <laughs> shot. All right, well, I'll go with the possibly. <laughs> like, most people, no, are, right, there's a very small group of people who turn up for a scrap who actually want to be there, and we're some of those idiots, <laughs> and most of the people listening probably are. Um, with America, mate, it makes me really sad because I look at America and I'm like, obviously there's nuance as well. But realistically, there's two camps in America, realistically. And people, some people fall in the middle, some people... But like, you can really kind of chalk it up to two. And I just think, if America was a married couple, you'd say, get a fucking divorce. Get a divorce. <laughs> yeah, that's right, dude. Get a divorce right. between one of you, before one of you shoots the other one. Yeah. And it's like, and, and, and it sucks, bro, because it's like, look, you could... 
you want to do this in those, because the way that America should work is that the states, you know, California wants to do such and such, fine. And if you don't want to live in California, you move to another state. That's right. But the problem is the fucking federal government fucking it up. Yeah. They're the ones that are fucking this up because the way the states are working is kind of like the way states are supposed to be working. Mm-hmm. Florida's doing their own thing. It's different to California. If you don't agree with what's happening in Florida, move to California. If you don't agree with what's happening in California, move to Florida. But the fact that the federal government then get involved is what's fucking it up for everyone else. And honestly, bro, I, I've never been one for like imposing rules and stuff like that on people. I've, but I've just become so anti-government the last year and a half because I'm like, you guys are causing problem after problem. And then you say, well, we can fix this problem. And it's like, you're not fixing nothing. And the problem only exists because you caused it. It's like having a plumber that comes into your house, smashes every pipe, and it's like, I can fix this. Yeah, it's exactly like, right. Get out of my house. Well, and that, <laughs> you know, dude, that's what makes you think. Like, this is all, like, I got buddies that are like, oh no, this is a big fucking New World Order master plan. And the, the fucking more we fucking see, and the more this fucking grows into the monster that's growing into, makes you wonder, like, dude, I, I'm starting to fucking buy into some of the fucking theories that these people are saying because it's like this just doesn't make any fucking sense dude i think it makes sense from a human nature point of view mate. the reason i don't believe in the big picture stuff is because i think people just like we were saying earlier mate people just people are inherently selfish people will go after their own and they they want to protect they want to they, they want to be famous they want to be rich they want their families to ha- you know have means and when when you look at like there's a lot of countries in the world and there's not really every country's doing its own thing every country claims to be following the science and that kind of just proves to me that this isn't this I'm not saying look I'm not saying there's not some banks and things like that pulling strings obviously there is that effect around the world but I think realistically what we're seeing is just people whether it be on a school board or it's a local councillor or it's a president People get power and they go fucking power hungry. Yeah, they go yeah. power mad. I think I think that's all it is, mate. It's just but because we've got a shared problems, you know, quote unquote problem around the world, we're seeing we're we're, we're looking at because like right now, if Australia were doing it over one reason and America were, were being you know draconian over another reason, we wouldn't say that it was a new world order thing. It's just because there's a pandemic that people are saying that, but. To me, mate, it's just governments and people doing what governments and people do, which is grab power and hold on to it. Well, and I hope you're right, because that's an easier problem to solve, probably, (laughs) than some fucking crazy new world order. And 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 I always tell people like, you know, the the conspiracy theories, and I don't write anything off because I I mean, I don't tell people they're wrong or I'm right or any of that shit. Because the truth is none of us really know. Sure. But for a lot of these things to be a conspiracy theory at the level that people believe them to be, there would have to be a lot of people involved. There would have to be a lot of knowledge out there. And bro, you know how it is. The government's a shit show. Like <laughs> I, I, I always tell you, I say, you're giving the government too much credit. You got a bunch of fucking losers in the government. Like the people that are running the show, they were never entrepreneurs. They never small business owners. They never fucking served in the military. They were never a patrol officer. They were never like an artist. They just fucking went to some college, got a law degree, and now they're telling you what to do. And it's like, I don't give those people that much credit, but they have worked their way into a position where for some reason people fucking listen to them now. And so, you know, but the other thing that's fucking very strange is that, you know, like the election fraud stuff that everybody talks about. 
So when people bring that up, I'm like, they're like, dude, the election was stolen. I was like, I don't fucking know if it was or it wasn't, but I don't know anybody in America that likes a president. I don't know anybody. And maybe it's just because that's the circle that I keep, but dude, like no matter where you look, it's fuck Joe Biden everywhere. And for being the most popular president in American history with 81 million votes, dude, just something feels off and where there's smoke, where there's smoke, there's fire, dude, you know? Mate, that's where it falls down for me. You just nailed it there. It's like, it's not that he won. It's that he got more than Obama. Yeah, That he got more than Trump. Two guys who were forces of nature. Yep. That's where it falls down for me, mate. And again, I'm the same as you, mate. Anyone that claims that they know, no, you don't. We're, We're making educated guesses. But something, when you've got, Obama, who just had this insane fucking movement behind him. Trump, who had this insane movement behind him. And then Biden comes in and gets... Nah, just Something's off. Something just feels off. At least what I saw in my own experience with Obama is like... Obviously, the far right hated him, you know? But the people in the middle were a lot more likely to accept, them as their pre- accept him as their president, you know? A lot of people in the middle we're down with Obama. And so, and, and I saw that in the military too. And in police and, and in law enforcement, like bro, everybody hates Joe Biden, <laughs> you know, even my friends, let's who, go, let's go. Even Brandon. my friends who are Democrat. Yeah. Even my friends who are Democrat, let's go. Brandon. <laughs> my friends who are Democrat, like I can tell at this point that they're not like, this is my guy. Yeah, of course not, dude. No one, no one's like, this is my dude. This is who I wanted. No one's like, this is who I wanted. But I, I do, you know, there are a lot of people though. I, I can buy the idea that a lot of people just wanted rid of, of Trump because they, you know, they just thought anything but Trump. So I can buy that, that, but I just can't. It's just something is off about the amount of it. I just, you know, who knows? Here's the other thing that's off about Biden being president is that, you know, when they were doing the Democratic primary and they had what 10 candidates up there or whatever. And they had, you know, Tulsi Gabbard was up there. They had people up there with a lot of life experience. They had some people up there that could speak very well, articulate their thoughts. They were on top of their shit, right? All of the people that were on top of their shit got pushed to the side and they put the senile fucking puppet up front and center. And so that has to make you think like there is no, I remember being shocked when they chose Biden as the democratic primary. I was, I even thought in my head, I said, you know what? They must have fucking done some studies and realized that they can't win this election. So they're going to put their shittiest person forward that way. Just like, Hey, we're going to take this loss. And then next, next cycle, we're going to come back with a fucking heavy hitter and we're going to turn this country around. I I thought the same, mate. I thought the same to be quiet. There was no way that he was the best face for the democratic party. And then that's what they fucking sold us. And so, so, bro, again, something doesn't make sense here. You know, like, I, do you do you follow Tulsi Gabbard? Yeah, she's been on the podcast. She's amazing. Oh, she's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, no, I'm a big fan. Like, because the thing is, mate, like, I'm like, I don't agree with all of Tulsi's policies, but I agree with Tulsi, but I... But, of course it, not. And and you're not going to find someone you agree with all of their exactly. policies. But I just, I, I agree with her. Like, like, there's a few things that I'm looking for in a political candidate. Have they walked the walk? Yep. I don't want anyone. And because one of the things is I get all the time, mate, because I'm critical of Biden. I get people assuming I'm a fucking Trump supporter. Fuck Trump too. He fucking dodged the draft. He can fuck off. He's a fucking coward. Mm-hmm. He had no right command- being a commander in chief. No right. 
Nobody, if like, look, I'm not saying you have to have served, but if you dodged the draft, you have no right to fucking be commander in chief. Um, you know, and, and Tulsi for me, she's articulate. Um, and I do like the fact that, you know, I, I, because I do think sometimes you have to break glass ceilings, you know? Um, and I, you know, so I, I, she had that going for her. She's a veteran. She's really smart. She cares about, um, she, she cares about the environment without being ridiculous about it. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, she, she looks after herself. She keeps herself healthy. She believes in health and wellness, all that kind of stuff. And she's not owned by anyone. Yes, I was going to say, most importantly, regardless if you agree with her policies or not, the words that are coming out of her mouth are congruent with what she believes in her heart. That is what we need from all of our politicians. I don't care what your policy is. What you tell me, I need to know that that's what you really believe. And that's like a Bernie Sanders thing too, right? Like a lot of people hate Bernie Sanders and I would never want Bernie Sanders as my fucking president. Don't, don't misconstrue what I'm saying but at least he's been consistently crazy. <laughs> you know where he stands. You know where he yeah. stands on stuff. Yeah. You know, I want to know where my politicians stand on stuff. We don't have that anymore. They literally will. F- and it's like, they don't have, it's like, they don't know that we have the internet out there and everything they say is fucking recorded and on film and on YouTube. They'll literally say one thing and then do a 180 degree flip flop and then not even address it. Not even just pretend we're just going to pretend. And then they got all the media fucking also pretending with them and they never get called on their shit. It's fucking crazy. Bro, you know what's been so disappointing to me? It's like, I don't know if you ever watch soccer, but sometimes in soccer, there's an open goal. The, the You know, for whatever reason, goalkeeper's out of position and all you got to do is tap the ball in the net and somebody misses the goal. That is what the Libertarian Party have done over the last year and a half. Mm-hmm. You've got both the Democrats and the Republicans just... It's constantly being hypocritical, being shit on everything. And the Libertarian Party, man, because I started getting, I started thinking, oh, maybe this is the time I need to start taking them more seriously. They are a bunch of fucking losers themselves. <laughs> all they're doing, they're all involved in political infighting. I'm like, you guys are absolute Muppets. This was the chance. You could, like, there's so many people who make up the majority of the middle of the politi- uh, political spectrum who are gagging for someone who's just honest. Oh, you got to be as honest. Yeah. Like right now, mate, if you just, if you are honest, you could walk in the presidency if it was, if it was fucking not rigged. But I also feel like, dude, guys that are fuck guys and gals that are like solid motherfuckers, heavy hitters, have big, big aspirations, big dreams, movers and shakers, making shit happen. Like an Andy Frisella, right? Why would that fucking dude ever want to go into politics? Right. And so like you, your people that are fucking really dialed in and, and, and have a good grasp on life and they're making shit happen, dude, it's probably the last fucking thing they ever want to do. Like going into politics should feel like a burden. That's the truth. And that's where, and that was the original idea too, is like, go do your time and then go back to your normal life. But I mean, I think one of the biggest things that could change the the political landscape is term limits, you know? We don't need these motherfuckers. Your girl Pelosi's been in there longer than I've been alive, dude. Like, <laughs> like what are we fucking? T- what are we talking about here? You know, Jesus Christ. Like, and and that was one of the things that was like so sad to me about when Tulsi dropped out of politics because she was basically like, yeah, well, look, I can't get anything done here. You get more done outside, and I'm like, I mean, mate, this last ele- election, I haven't had much faith in politics for ages, but this last election just really it wrung out the last few drops of hope that I had when it came to to our political systems. 
I gave up politics and even thinking about this, watching the news like a decade ago, right? And it was the best thing I ever did. And it wasn't until all this COVID shit that I really got sucked back in because I was like, dude, I I can't be an ostrich with my head in the sand. So I'm constantly trying to balance staying informed versus being (laughs) consumed. And, and bro, it's a tough, it's a tough balancing act because I still got my whole life. I got my family. I got my gym. I got a bunch of my own fucking dreams and goals that I'm trying to fucking excel at right now. And how much does it serve you to think and talk about this stuff all the time? I don't know, man. I don't know what the right answer is because I do feel like, like I've created a little bit of a platform. I have a voice. I think it's good to speak to people about what you believe to be true so we can help shift, like move the needle a little bit in the right direction. But at the same time, if we fucking give the next five years of our life to this and then the world explodes anyways, it's like, fuck, I should have just been doing PT and doing fucking fire maneuver drills. Let's be honest, mate. I enjoy getting angry about stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, I enjoy it. Like my, my job is very low key, mate. Sitting down, writing, I like doing this, mate, because it's just, like, at the end of the day, man, it doesn't stop me sleeping. It doesn't stop, it hasn't stopped me working. I've been more productive this year than I have been any other year um, in my career. It doesn't stop that stuff. And obviously, if that is the case, like, don't get me wrong, mate, I could quite happily spend all day on Twitter arguing with people. It would be fun. But <laughs> okay. but I'm not yeah. going to. Dude, I, don't, I don't get pulled no, into No, no, I don't, fights. because I know that that is not going to serve me. But an hour or two on the podcast, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> um, mate, before we finish up, I just wanted to say, I saw you did a post about your diet, so I just wanted to hear a little bit about your diet and what your, what the thinking was before that, before we wrap up. So, yeah, and, and I mean, it, it kind of all ties in together, right? Because I have felt elevated stress, and, and not just the political stuff, but seeing people that I care about, seeing people that I thought would, like, draw hard lines, and I, it, it adds stress to my life to see a lot of people not be who they say that they are where the rubber meets the road. And it's been kind of bothering me. And I felt like, uh, you know, over the last couple of weeks, just more weight on me and a little bit more like, uh, just the, the negativity that's going around all of our fucking, our different countries. I'm feeling that weight. Right. And so my solution is like, dude, if I need to be good for if I need to be good for me and my family and my gym and my community, it literally starts with my fucking physical body, right? I want to take charge of my life and, and center myself and make myself feel like the best version of myself. It starts in the flesh. And so, and I've been doing this for a while, like I'll fucking do just some radical diet. I'll work out a ton. I'll get super healthy. I'll get lean. I'll feel fucking good. And then that helps me become better at the other aspects of my life. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to eat four foods for 40 days. And I was like, I should eat a fruit and a vegetable and a couple of protein sources. Like there's not a lot of thought that goes into this. I just fucking like randomly came up with it. So I was like, okay, steak, eggs, apples, carrots. Those are my four foods. And then I'll do water too. Cause I don't want to die. And so, but I cut out weed. I cut out alcohol. I cut out well, obviously all other foods other than those four and uh, cut out caffeine, not doing coffee. And I feel like put yourself in a position to become a leader of yourself. And then that facilitates you being a leader for your family, a leader of your household, a leader within your community, not a leader of your community, but within, because I think we should all 
share the burden of leadership within teaching the fa- our children and and I've started a youth program at the gym and a lot of things are starting to come together, but I just felt like I had to dial myself back in. Plus, I like to exercise my discipline. Exercising your discipline gives you more resilience and just makes you a more capable person. And I feel like if hard times are coming, again, I don't know if they are, if they aren't, but if they are, I want to have my fucking, I want to be razor sharp. I want to be ready for it. And that's all part of it. Just like in the military, you know, I mean, they, they make you go through these things to make you a more resilient person. And that's how you fucking become a tougher man, a tougher human. And so I've been doing a lot of sauna, a lot of ice therapy. And then I feel like this will be just a good challenge to hone that edge a little bit. No, I dig dig it, mate. Um, Tell us again about the podcast and everything, where people can find you. So it's called Endless Endeavor and it's on every podcast forum. I mean, it's on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all that stuff. We also have a YouTube channel and we release one podcast a week every Thursday. So we're at 68 weeks consecutively. It's been going good. And I have fun with the podcast. Like a lot of times I am talking about the political stuff, but I've also had fighters and porn stars on, you know, like. Which it's, porn, it's, which it's porn just, star of it? Have you had Will, have you had Will on? No, I've, his name's I've, Charles, Charles Dara. Do you mate, know who that is? No, mate, you've got to get, I will, um, uh, Will, Will Pounder on. Because he's uh he's no he's he loves jujitsu. Let's do it, dude. Uh, I'll I'll hook you guys I'll hook you guys up later. Let me put down here. Gives me a, gives me an excuse to have a look what's on his profile and maybe click through on some of the <laughs> tag ladies. Um, no, one of my one of my training partners. His name's Charles Dara, and right. he's uh, he's a black belt in jujitsu. He's a fucking rad dude. But he's been in the porn industry for like fifteen years. <laughs> nice. No, you'll you'll dig Will, man. Uh, mate, thanks so much for coming on today, mate. It's always a pleasure, and uh, at least. As we're going, as we are, if we are sliding down into the abyss, at least we're having a laugh on the way down there. <laughs> That's right, man. I'll, I'll send you a 10 digit grid. So if, <laughs> if, during the apocalypse, you can never make it across the Atlantic. You'll know where to find me, dude. On me little kayak. Thanks for that, bro. I will catch you soon. Cheers, mate. All right. Sounds good, brother. Thanks for having me on again. What a great episode. Thanks for Greg for coming on the podcast today, mate. Always a pleasure catching up with you. And I appreciate what you're doing out there in the States. Um, as I'm sure you guys are gathered by now, I do. I have a love affair with America. I love America. I love American people. Um, and I'm glad that it has people like Greg who are standing up for what the founding fathers stood up for. Um, and basically keeping America as a beacon of light and freedom in the world in these uh, pretty weird times. I'm not going to say they're the worst times in the world because I think we've gone through worse. And by we, I mean the human race. But um, yeah. there's definitely some weird stuff going on so thank you to thank you to greg thank you also to our sponsors thank you to the royal british legion if you guys want to get involved with the british legion and say thank you for helping us then you can find out what's going on down um, in the show notes we've got links to what's going on obviously it's the run-up to the poppy appeal which is um, massively important for the legion and massively important to veterans and their families Uh, if you want any more information about how you can get involved down in the show notes. Uh, there's things like poppy runs going on. There's there's days organized across the country, all down in the show notes. I'll put it all down in there for you to, to look at. Please share that as well because you never know. Someone you know might be looking at a way to help. And every little help, guys. Uh, every little help, guys. Every little helps, guys, with this kind of stuff. So uh, don't be shy. Show it your pie and get amongst it uh, with the Legion. Thanks also to Combat Fuel and Zulu Alpha Straps. Support veteran-owned companies, guys, as they support us. And if you liked today's episode, please share it. And if you didn't, 
well, I guess you can go fuck yourself. Um, no, no, I'm not really. Stay here. We need listeners. <laughs> All right, guys. I'll catch you next time, and I love you. Bye. You told me not to worry, and you wouldn't break my heart. You told me you were sorry, yeah, my whole world fell apart. You said it's not my fault, and yeah, I've never done you wrong. I'm grinding to a halt, now I can see you're moving on. I promised I'd get better, and I told you things would change. You keep me to the gutter, yeah, I'll never be the same. I've got to let you go, now live your life and spread your wings, and yeah, you put on quite a show. And pulled the puppet strings, and are you sure that you don't want me? Remember, rule the pain or maybe you should thank me it's your loss and my gain i'm leaving now forever i won't hang my head in shame but yeah you've taken me for granted and you should feel ashamed you sold a dream to all of us a dream that we'd all die for a reason for us all to live and something we could fight for i might just help a man up to his feet or hold a new one but no matter what i do my hands remembering my rifle yeah life's hard i know that still wouldn't change shit i wouldn't go back yeah i wouldn't go back feelings i hold back Memories fade, yeah, they go fast, yeah, they go fast Good times to come and go, survive the highs and lows Just take it step by step, I guess, yeah, I suppose Good times to come and go, survive the highs and lows Just take it step by step